0: Hello, hello, Power Bankers. I'm your host, Jacqueline Swilly, and you're listening to Power Banking, the podcast for women leaders in male-dominated industries. This is the first time I have two guests on the podcast, and guess what? We're recording in person, so that means it's going to be that much better. So, Y'all, when we talk about power banking, we know that we have to stand in our power. We know the challenges of navigating our careers and making enough money to live confidently. So I have two experts here, two women who are just kicking butt when it comes to finances, and they have dedicated their lives to teaching other women to do what they've done. So I have Stephanie and Kiana, that's what put on talking Kiana here with me in Dallas, Texas. So we're just going to dive into hearing about their debt freedom and career stories. So we'll start with you, Kiana. Um, so I went to OU, which is where we met. and We met a couple of our other friends there. So let me interject for those of you who don't know. OU is? Uh, University of Oklahoma. Yes. All right.
1: Oh, sorry. <laughs> so I literally just met somebody that went to Ohio University. And they were like, Oh, you. And I was like, No. Nope. Oh, you. Yeah, oh, so I went to graduate
0: school in Ohio. That's okay. where I like, Wait was. a minute. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, I went to University of Oklahoma, um, which is where we met. We met our other best friend there as well. And so from there, that's where our deaf freedom really kind of started off. So when we were 19, we opened up a Roth RA. And so just contributing $50 a month to that, not really knowing that, oh, well, I have $50, just kind of start off early and go, oh, well, I don't I really have any money. I'm a college student. And then from there, graduating and going south to Spain for about a month, and then starting work in the real world. Um, started off in corporate America in oil and gas, and so I loved, loved doing that. It was a great experience, but then I realized my true passion was the personal finances and helping people get out of debt. And so within 23 months, I was able to pay off $68,000. Let me pause. $68,000 in how many months? 23 months. 23 months. So were you making a million dollars a year? No. <laughs> it's all about the plan. So our best friend, Colby, was the one that put us on the plan. And so he helped us figure out where our debt was, how much we need to be paying towards, and kind of what we need to do to get along with Like, okay, there's a challenge here. Do you accept the challenge here to go through and do everything you need to do to get there?" Yes. I love that, y'all. All about a plan. So Stephanie... Yeah. Tell us your debt
1: freedom scam. Yeah. Mine's a little bit similar because, like you said, we both went to OU, we both graduated. Um, I had about fifty thousand dollars in debt, but before I could even leave campus, my our best friend Colby uh, Was able to kind of, somebody to pull all that information. Like I had no idea where to find it. I was like, I don't know where it is. You just have debt forever. That's just kind of the you know the, the story that they tell you. So he um, literally had to be like, well, I'm going to go find it for you. Like I'm t- he made all my passwords. like did everything, pulled it all. And was like, about 50, I was like, fifty thousand. I was like. Okay. So you put together a plan and I was able to say, you know, if you just pay the minimum payments, like a regular person will be in debt till you're 50, which mm-hmm. is still good because some people are going to be in debt forever. Right. But if you did debt, a concept about debt stacking, you could be out of debt at like 30. But if you did it how I want you to do it, you would to be debt free by what age? And I was like, Twenty-three, Ron's was free, so debt-free at twenty-three. He was like, "You need to be paying X amount of dollars." So then I had to, you know, make some decisions. Maybe I won't buy that Mercedes, you know. Maybe I won't yeah. go out and buy a house or buy a car, do whatever I need to do. Yeah. Um, and decided to live at home, decided to do a couple things just so I could reach that goal. So I paid off um, fifty thousand in student loans of my car and everything um in twenty-one months, what? and I was debt-free a month before my twenty-first. 21st- 24th birthday, so debt free at 23. Debt That's free,
0: y'all. I have chills. Debt free at 23. Yep. So, you know, in our in African-American communities, in African American communities, we don't hear about people being debt free mm-hmm. that young. Mm-hmm. Both of you are debt free before 30. 23. What age were you? i 24. And tw- 23 mm-hmm. and 24 can off combined over $100,000, yep. and their best friend put them on to a plan. So, Tell us what do the finances look like for a typical woman who is married or single in the 21st century? Because I want to show them how they can get like y'all and have a plan and work it and be y'all. Yeah, free me, stress
1: free, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know Kiana had a couple statistics. to share with everyone. I just want to say, like, I have met, met a lot of women that I think just kind of think that they have to wait. Like, it's like I want to buy a house until I get married, or I don't want to, you know, do all these things until I am in that position, or with somebody else to do it. Yeah. And it's like, well, if you would take care of your situation, I'm gonna talk to them. If you yes. take care of your situation, you know, first and bring no debt to the table, and then he's working on his situation, bring no debt to the table. When y'all get together yes. at the two hundred percent y'all can do so much more so it's just a, a mindset shift that I can do it by myself and then when you come I've already prepared myself to be able to bring more value to you because I have more money that's not going towards that that we can start investing and building a life with
0: Stephanie I love that because one thing we have to as women especially black women that we have to drill into our heads and I know podcast uh, power making community y'all are, are diverse we're not just talking to black women, but this episode specifically for two black women at the age of 23 and 24, I want you to take notes. Anyone can take from this episode, but as black women, we're taught we have to be strong. We have to hold it down for everyone. Mm -hmm. And what you're saying is you can't pour from an empty cup. Put your mask
1: on first. My cup running over. What's in the cup is for me. What comes out is for all of y'all.
0: And I'm so glad you, you brought that out and, I'm so glad that y'all learned this lesson early because yeah. y'all got the rest of y'all life to help everybody get their lot of in the So you have some stats for us. Yes. So the average American woman has roughly one third of the savings of a man does. That's a startling fact to know that we're not investing on ourselves for our future. <laughs> Yes. You can't take out loans to live in retirement. You actually have to have that money saved up and accumulated. And American women are 80% more than likely to be in poverty after retirement as men. Mm-hmm. And the last one, 61% of women said they'd rather talk about death than about money. It's just such a scary, scary People conversation. People want to talk about dying before they talk about money. Listen, I, I teach women how to negotiate, so I know that's true. Um, And it doesn't have to be that way. Like you said, Stephanie, it's a mindset shift. So um, what do we do now? Put together plan. Okay, It all starts with the plan okay. of getting on track. And um, I want to know how you two are approaching this problem and what steps do you take women through to help them when they feel overwhelmed? So I'll be completely transparent. Undergrad, I had about 60,000 and student loans graduate school. I added a hundred thousand to that. Okay. Yeah. So for women who are like me, who are like, Oh shit, I got, you know, yeah.
1: I got a lot of student oh, loans.
0: I got some six-digit loans. Six-digit loans. What do you say to women who took out loans? Like, say, okay, now here's how you get back on track and get to debt freedom. Yeah. I mean, One first
1: person, okay. Okay. Good. <laughs> Listen, they're so they ready meeting. to go in. <laughs> One thing to
0: keep in mind is everybody's journey is different. So yeah. it might not be a 23-month journey. It might be a nine-year journey. It might be a five-year journey. That's a lot better than having a 50-year journey to get to that point. Because the first thing we started telling people is not to get
1: overwhelmed because we're here for you and we're here to help you find that path around that journey. Yes, And just knowing, like the awareness of it. It's like, you know, it's 160,000. Like that's a lot to like think yeah. about, you know, but whenever you have a plan in place to say it's 160,000, but you're going to be debt free in 10 years. It's like that just gives it a little, even though it's long, it's like that gives a sense of comfort of at least I'm doing something about it rather than just letting it sit there. Because when I talked, when we talked to uh, my mom about the debt, she had tears in her eyes. It was like, I'm so overwhelmed. This is crazy. I feel like it's so bad. We put together a plan. It's like, you can be debt free in like eight years with your house. And it yeah. was like, what? Like, there's no way. So then it's like, we look at it and break it down. And it's like, if you just make just the minimum payment, don't even add any additional money, you can be debt free with your house in like that little bit, less than 10 years. Yeah. And she was like, I didn't even, couldn't even think of that because everything is in so many different places. So what we get to pull it all together. In one place. So, not only just looking at debt, but looking at car payments, um, mortgage payments, looking at credit cards, everything to say, this is where everything is. If you don't accumulate any more debt, which you should just be living off, trying to live off what you make, this is where you're in the position that you can end up being in. So, just the awareness of it and then putting it in one place where it's like, you're going to be debt free from everything in this period of time. People are always
0: surprised. I love that because it gives such a peace of mind. It's like when little kids are scared. I'm an auntie, y'all, so um, I relate a lot of things to kids. In that sense, when kids are scared, they just want to put their head under the blanket and they don't want to face They're it. And what thing you're thing. doing is you're saying, let's pull the monster from under the bed. Yeah. He is not a monster. Yeah. See, this just is how. Turn of the thing. lights on. Yeah. Turn the lights on. Put some shoes on. Let's get to work. Yeah. yeah. So I love your approach. I love how it's like, okay. We got this no matter where it is, no matter where you are, we can start there, we can get there. And this isn't even being super impressive, doubling up on payments. Yes, this
1: is making it. And that's the I think that's the difference about us versus other people that'll just be like, Well, how much money do you have? Don't go don't, don't go on vacation. Like, we're paying off that we went out of the country three times. Uh-huh. So it was like we know how to budget the day-to-day stuff that really gets it going. So it's like you gotta be able to just Baby focus spouse. on that kind of stuff and just say if I don't add any money, this is where you'll be. But if we did add money, this is where you could be. So it's like, which one was better? Normally, they fix that one. Though. I can forego you know, Starbucks or Chick-fil-A one day to add you know, some additional money every month to it. So that's yes. just additional. But it's just we focus on what you're already doing to make that work for you.
0: Yes. So I know that this is now your full-time work. So tell us more about that transition uh, from going from corporate to doing this full-time. So I started my transition um, in September when I fully moved up. But I've been doing this since twenty seventeen, part time, and so that's where the passion really sparked there because I was going through the journey and I realized that it is a journey, and bringing that awareness to other people. And so after that, I was like, okay, hey, we can do this; it's possible. And then in
1: September, I quit my job and moved up here to Dallas. Yeah, my journey was um, in January. I quit um, and moved up here from Houston, and it was kind of funny because it was like you have all these conflicting, all these people that are telling you like you have a good job because like oil and gas is like. You know, yeah. that's what I thought, like, was going to be, you know, the the thing that I wanted to do, like, I wanted to work my way up the corporate ladder, yeah. end up being some kind of top executive or something, but day-to-day, going and everything, every time I was on my way to work, I was like, I don't want to go here, I don't want to do this, I don't want to read these contracts, like, I don't want to sit here at this keep all day, I want to be out there talking to people, doing what I do part-time, so literally, even before I could even start my full-time job, I had gotten licensed um, to do financial coaching, and uh, it took like a two-year break of not doing anything mm-hmm. and just working and realizing like I really don't like this. I really want to start learning and kind of developing myself from that. Yeah, and just started helping friends, family, myself on my own plane and everything. And then I just once I got that free, it was like now you can quit. Now it's like you don't really have anything holding you back from not being able to make that switch. So um, December twenty eighth was my last day. And I was just like, and literally January 2nd, I was on the road to come up here to Dallas.
0: I love that. Both of you did what I did when I left my 95. And I, power bankers, this is not an uh, an advertisement for you to quit your job. But if you do decide that you no longer want to be in the traditional corporate space, I want you to pick up the nugget here. You got to have a plan. The same yeah. with your finances. You have to have a plan. So, similar to these ladies, I have been investing in myself and buying podcast equipment, getting certifications, buying software when I had a job. Because what you don't realize is that your job funds your business opportunity. We know the statistics for women receiving capital investment, it's sad. It's less than, I think, 2% of all uh, investment money. And even though that's, we're getting more attention and awareness. We have a long way to go so you can leverage your nine to five job, your income with these ladies help. They'll help you get a plan so you can make that switch. So I want to know what impact would each of you like to have on this generation and the generations to come? Good question. Um, for me, I just want to change lives. And I know that growing up, it was seeing, seeing both sides of the spectrum. So having the money going on trips, but also my dad lost his jobs seeing the other side of the spectrum having things cut off, going to Nana's house and everything like that. So I just want to bring that awareness to the world and knowing that you can do it. It's possible to kind of change a generation. Everything your parents did or that
1: your grandparents did, um, you can help educate them and then going forward, change that generation for years to come. And I was very similar to that because uh, my mom lost her job. I was afraid, literally, as I'm moving into the dorms my freshman year, that was her last week of work at a um, job she's been at for 20 years. So it's like kind of seeing that and the biggest thing that I want people to kind of take away is that you don't have to work in corporate America. You don't have to, just like you said, everything your parents did, like just because they did that doesn't mean you have to do that. Mm-hmm. Like neither of my parents went to college. Like, I went to college, but I'm not even using my degree. It was like, I went there and like, I just kind of met awesome people that I do life with, but I'm not really using that degree. So kind of just wanted them to know that like you said you can transition you can go to school you can do all the things that they want you to do because they were super proud of that yep. but then i'm transitioning to something else and they think it's crazy and they're like you have a mm-hmm. job to make more than both of us you know and they're like what are you doing what are you about to go do and it's like if that's something you're passionate about do it do both at the same time so you can work your yes. time and then on the weekends you can go do the things that you really want to do and that you're passionate about and then once they start making money or what you know that you can make money you can make that transition and you can also do that young. Like, you don't have to wait. You don't have to, you know, wait till whenever. Do that when you're young and when you can get all your finances and everything together and it's just you. Because a lot of people are like, oh, y'all have kids. So, like, that's why you can do it. It's mm. like, so that's why we chose to do it this way. It's like, we didn't yeah. want to wait and then regret not doing it. Right. So, the earlier you can do it, the better. But also, if you're older, you can still do it. Like, you don't There's have to age. give up on anything. So, we meet people of that are 19 mm. all the way up to people that are black. Side, that's my old 50. That was like this is cool. I need this information. I'm like, I live in this nice, beautiful home and you need what I'm talking about. And like, people just really don't know. So literally from generation, what's the last people, generation Z all the way up until the baby boomers, they still have no idea what's going to money. So just, I'm so know. proud of you
0: all for the work that you're doing. And you are inspiring me.
1: You no, know,
0: I, I told her, um, when y'all write the book, I want to buy the first copy because this needs to be a book as well. So many nuggets, so many gems that we're covering. Um, I want to hear from you what generational impact you want to have with this work. I think that's what I'm teaching the kids, especially younger. I know you already shared. Oh, no, you're fine. I'm doubling back. No, you're fine. Um, So with that. I have a little sister, and she's that. only thirteen right now. But just teaching her the basics of it, yeah, and teaching her like you don't have to go into debt for college. Like, let's come up with a plan. And she and going out of state, she wants to go to LSU, or oh, you yeah, get like, Go so Tigers! Um, but <laughs> That's okay. We'll a conversation sooner. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't go to LSU, but I'm from Louisiana, so I always my <laughs> I love. Um, but just showing her that you could do like you can do amazing things, and you can um, defy what society says, and you can be that amazing person. So just showing her that. Confidence and building up that and restoring that in students and kids. So, what would you say? I want to go back to your to your stories and your journey um, because one of the things you both mentioned and I've experienced it. People don't understand this because it seems weird. It seems foreign, and our family members they have the best intentions. They want us to be safe and secure, so they'll try to talk <coughs> you out of it because. It's scary. It's again that monster under the closet for like they don't want you to fail. They know they don't have money to help catch you. So what do you say to that person who has their family members who love them dearly saying, Don't do this, baby, I'm scared. That is a, <laughs> a great one. So I'm still telling them. Still telling <laughs> them Still trying to show them. in my case it was my dad who's like, Okay, this is what you want to do, go for it. My mom, I love her very, very much and she just wanted me to be safe and so yeah. she's been at her job for thirty years. At the same place and she's like, No, like that's not a good choice, like you can stay there and just work your way up well, that's how and then, right. Yeah, like, yes. so like, It's a yeah. generational thing and so I I respect them for it, but at the same time it's like, This is something I'm really passionate
1: about and if it works, it's gonna be amazing and gonna change lives. And they're like, well, okay, well I guess we have to support you. When this guy got our office, he was talking about how he um, he came and kind of was learning about the business of what we do. And he had met somebody that they were making, you know, 200 dollars $300,000 a year doing it. And he was like, he went back and told his mom about it. She was like, oh, no, like, that's fake. You just stay with doing what you're doing. Nobody's making that kind of money out here in America. And it's like, yeah, they definitely are. But he was like, well, <laughs> yeah. well, mom, like, I want to make that type of money. And do you make that type of money? And she was like, no. And he was like, well, can you, since you don't make that type of money, you never have, can you teach me how to make that type of money? she was like, no. And he was like, that's literally all I had to say. And she was like, okay, because it's like, if you haven't done it, then you can't teach me how to do it. So if these people are saying they're doing it, if I go learn from, like what am I going to lose from talking to these people and learning it from them? Yeah. So it's just a thought of like, something that you want to do, you can't like Bill Gates couldn't go talk to his parents about, Hey, I'm going to start Microsoft. And they give him hundred percent support because they didn't understand that they didn't know what they were doing with it because they would never been done. So it's like, you just kind of have to say, I'm gonna learn something, I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna find mentors around that area that can teach me that. Mm-hmm. And until they tell me that I shouldn't do something or that they're giving me their advice, then it's like I have to kind of listen to other people because you can't teach me the things that I wanna know. All you can teach me is go to school, the things that you've done, or at least inspire me and support me. So I think the one of the things is don't tear me, you you don't have to support, but you don't also have to tear me down while you're doing it. So right. I think you have to be a little more assertive and be able to say that of don't discourage me, but you don't have to say anything. Like, if I ask you, then we could talk about it, mm-hmm. but you don't have to ask me, are you still doing that thing? Are you you not know, going back to work yet? You don't have to say any of that. If you don't have anything <laughs> nice to say, don't say nothing. And I think that's up to you to say, but
0: yeah, that's could, what I say. <laughs>
1: you
0: you got to educate people. I remember when I left my traditional job, the question that people would ask me is, what do you do all day? I'm like, did you ask me that when I had
1: a regular well, job? Well, how much money do you make? Yeah. How much are you, how much money do you make? Did you ask me how when I was working at Shell? I was like, don't no, ask me how much <laughs> money I make. Like, I'm like, that's not I'm like, you wouldn't believe I'll literally say you wouldn't believe how much money I'm making. That's none of your business. Like, why do you why is that a question you feel comfortable asking me all of a sudden? right. So it's funny that people, are, <laughs> people are,
0: Yeah, people are so curious because it's foreign to them. Yeah. Um you do have to educate them, but you do have to say, you know, when I go to work, I work. My uh, grandma, I love her. She FaceTimes me sometimes when I'm teaching uh, a session, doing a negotiation course. And if I see that she's FaceTimed me two or three times in a row, I'll like take a break in my class and call her. And she's like, girl, on the news. And I'm like,
1: I'm you have to
0: time. Time. it's a work day. I'm working. I'm still working. Like, you,
1: self-employed?
0: you got to educate people uh that you are still working. I love that. that so and I, I love that. You know, you get those questions. Yeah. Both of you get those questions. So, what resources or tools do you recommend people to use when they start making this transition to increase their financial awareness?
1: Um, well, I, I don't know if I can do plugs. I was going to do plugs for other <laughs> yeah. people because we're we're well, well, wow. whatever. the first plug okay. I make is for us. So we're actually developing some accountability apps and uh, some budgeting apps right now in the works. But the, but but the, but the budgeting app we were using was Every Dollar by Dave Ramsey, so it was really good just to be able to see the day to day of what we do. So it's like every time you swipe your card, you're updating your um, your payments. Every time you pay a bill, every time you're doing something, you know what's getting paid because you're updating your budget, it's like something that you update on your phone, swipe it, I'm putting that I spent $8 at Chick-fil-A. So it's like, I know exactly where my money's going. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously talking to us and getting a plan in place to mm-hmm. say, where should my money be going? Where should I be investing? And then we do some, some budgeting of this stuff as well. So I'm gonna say, I don't know how they're gonna get our contacts, but um, we help people get to all that over just a on Zoom and stuff like that. So yeah. just having um, connections with us and then we can obviously go I'm in more depth because everybody's situation is individually different. So. Yes, but Dave Ramsey budgeting app uh, every dollar until we build a house. Yes, <laughs> what you should. It's in the north now. <laughs>
0: yes, and that every dollar app that's free, right?
1: Yes, yeah. there's a pay part, but we don't need to pay. We don't need, we to, need pay to pay one. Okay.
0: Yes. Yeah. So that brings me to my next point. Um, how do our listeners, the power banking community, how do they get in touch with you? And I want to hear more about the project y'all are working on. So let's start with the projects you're working on, and then we'll give them your contact. Um, so we're actually building up a brand called The Winners Network. And so with that, it will be doing a lot of speaking engagements. So going to different churches or schools or just uh, businesses and things like that to do talk about financial literacy and awareness. I'm working on a couple of accountability apps and a budgeting app as well. And so we have a couple more things in the works. So it's like advertising and marketing is going on. Um, but that's
1: that's the most majority of it. I think that's it, yeah. For the because for the accountability um, app, um, we basically we're kind of just checking in with each other a lot, and it's like we need to develop a way that we can check in with our clients. And so, mm-hmm. just saying, here's your debt plan, like go off and do it. We're gonna develop a way to like be able to follow up with them and like check in with them and talk to them just how we were doing because it was like a group, and it's not even just us. Yeah, we have a group of we paid off like a quarter million in less than two years. Oh, um, hold on. Our, yeah. let's. So oh there's yeah. more, there's
0: people. more a, Tell tell <laughs> yeah. us
1: more about that part of your story. Yeah. So the um, so Colby is the guy that kind of brought us all together. I'm gonna say he has about he had about twenty thousand paid off in 10 months. He's mm-hmm. our fearless leader. Um and then Shaquille Anderson, he had about 30,0 oh, yeah. twenty-five. I think he paid off in about a year. Um so then we have just some other friends that we just helped and have just been adding people because what we do, we teach people how to teach people about mm-hmm. money. So it's like we're actually developing other people in our teams to be able to teach people exactly what we are able to teach people. So it's like I can only help one person, but if I have nine other people on my team that know exactly what they're doing, then we have ten people that can go out at the same time and help people. Yeah. Um love so that. yeah, so just getting them all um debt free and paying off everything. So if like you join our team, you're gonna be debt free. Like the worst case scenario is like you go pay off all your debt, you can leave after that, that's cool, but like, they don't want to. Do like cool. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but, yeah, so we have a lot of people that have paid off um, a lot of debt and are getting debt-free just from being, you know, in the know that like they can do that you're not going to pay off stuff off. Yes. Yeah.
0: So, do you have a Facebook group that people can join? How do they get linked into your community?
1: I feel like they just call us at this yes. point. So, we're building, <laughs> we're building uh, the winners Network Um. Instagram. Um, Instagram, social media, my Facebook, website. and everything like that. Website, which we will link up to
0: in the show notes of this episode. Yeah, and then um,
1: our personal Instagrams we can give, and then um, we put our numbers out there to where people want to call us. Well, let, we call them. Can we they call, call or text? Yeah, yeah, call or text. text. Okay, so give us the numbers. Um, uh, Stephanie is two eight one seven two eight seven nine six five.
0: Repeat that one more time. Two eight one seven two
1: eight seven nine six five, and email. Yes. Yeah. Uh, email is Stephanie. M. Robertson at outlook.com Stephanie with the ph
0: and I will make sure you have that in the show notes and and then Kiana is 832-474-5692 repeat the number again 832-474-5692 and then my email is Kiana so k-e-y-a-n-a dot m dot s-i-m-m-o-n-s at gmail.com so one thing I want to encourage you all to do is reach out to these ladies Get the conversation going. I don't want you to feel fearful. They got you. They've done it. They know what it's like. They know the fear. They know how to overcome the fear of getting your money right. So one of the things Stephanie said is that, you know, her friend was his mom and he said, can you teach me how to do this? And she couldn't. These women have done it, 23 and 24 years old. And now they are teaching many, many more people. They have teams that you can join. They're building a tech platform now to help you stay accountable. Accountable with that. So, one, if you know an investor, uh, I don't know if y'all taking investors or y'all do if y'all y'all I mean, it, y'all bootstrapping your startup. It's for
1: investors.
0: Okay. Oh they're, they're open, investors. They're, they're open <laughs> to conversation <laughs> with investors. So, if y'all want to invest in them building the tech platform, please reach out to them. But I wanted them to be on this podcast today because I know so many people struggle with their money. I know so many of you that I have worked with. When you begin to increase your earnings, when you negotiate a higher salary, you got this money and you go through a wild out season where you just start splurging. (laughs) Um, But with the help of these ladies, one of the things that you'll be able to do is to be a better steward of your money, to make your money work for you and To enjoy the things like they said, they went on international trips while they were paying off this debt. It's all about having a plan. And so I want everybody to reach that financial freedom, that debt freedom that they have and join the winner's circle. So please
1: reach out to them. Also, plug to talk to us is complimentary. So to put together those game plans is completely free. So literally to call us and have that conversation. So now you have no no money. money. I was like, I don't even think we said
0: that. Yeah. So no excuses, y'all. I want y'all to blow up their phones. I want everybody, when you listen to this episode, if you're driving, when you stop your car, hit them up, uh, listen to their numbers again, send them a text or look in the show notes because I'll have their numbers there for you. I want to see everybody win. I want everybody to be a winning season, okay? And winning season does not have to end. It just gets better and better because it gets to be better and better. And you have two badass financial coaches who know exactly what they're doing and they have a network of people who know what's going on. So this is my plea to you all. I want you to do this. I've never had an episode where I have told y'all flat out, "I I want you to do this. Not even my own products. This is important. Share this episode with your friends. And don't do this alone because you don't want to go on vacation debt free and you got that broke friend who don't want to eat a ten dollar salad. So no.
1: <laughs> let me tell you. Don't we talk don't. With me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I don't want you all to be on vacation with that broke friend. So get your friends mm-hmm. and hook them up with these ladies. I believe in them. I believe in what they're doing. And y'all know I've never done anything like this before. And I get no money from them. I want to be fully transparent. I just believe in what they're doing. And I want to see y'all win, win, win. So until next time, continue to emulate excellence and eliminate excuses. Thank you so much. Yes, dear. I'm so excited. It was so, so much fun. Real quick before we go, if something in this episode resonated with you, let me know hop on linkedin and just let me know what part really connected to you give us a screenshot of you listening Would truly appreciate that as well as a five star rating and review if you thought it was four stars go ahead do that too all right y'all until next time continue to emulate excellence and eliminate excuses